Everyone, this is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Chris Watches, Pretty Little Liars, etc., etc. Hey, it's episode 50. Can you believe I've done 50 of these? What am I doing? What are you doing? Are you listening to this? Why? Well, thank you for being here, no matter what. For a show that's been off the air for 12 years, and I'm sure I am not covering new ground in my podcast, it's kind of a personal victory for me. Someone said to me recently... <laughs> Why are you doing this? I started this really, well, first of all, I started it for me, this podcast, because it was the middle of the pandemic, which we're still in, by the way. But before the pandemic, I had been working a day job and doing a lot of creative stuff on the side, and I had yet been able to make that my main source of income, my career, basically. But I've always been creative. With the pandemic times, lost the day job and lost the creative, I lost everything. Not to get too sad here at the top of the episode, but I almost, I lost everything. Lost jobs, lost friends, lost connections. I was an improv performer. I'm, I lost all that. I lost all those communities. People moved away, et cetera, et cetera. Very, bit, very sad story, right? Some friends passed. Uh, you know, you know, not great times. And I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. That's not what I'm trying to say here. The impetus to start this was... I want to do something. I want to be creative again. I want to utilize what bare bones skill I have to do something. And so I told myself, let's do this. And then I'm sure if you listen to the original earlier episodes, I was like, wait a minute, how many, how many are these? So I know I bit off a bit more than I can chew, but here we are, some stumbles along the way, but 50 episodes and we're starting season three very shortly. So yeah, so it's something to celebrate. Uh, you know, I've gotten this far. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Uh, if you're new, welcome. If you've been here since day one, hey, we did it, Joe. We did it. And I swear, I didn't actually plan for it to be this way, but what you're about to hear is the second of uh, my specials for August. And technically, this is coming out on the 1st of September, so I kind of failed there too. Uh, it's still significant. This is episode 50, a season two roundtable. I'm bringing back my eight experts, uh, Caroline and Emily, as well as the AO3 expert returning, and a new expert, Alien Jason, and for you at home, A-Experts Caroline and Emily and AO3 Expert were the reasons why I first started watching the show. And then that's when I had the idea, you know, I said I should just do a podcast. So a big hat tip to the three of them. Um, it's fitting that they're here for episode 50 to signify this occasion. And so we're here. And um, yeah, and not to get too sentimental about it, but it's, it's significant. So I wanted to call that out. And I wanted to thank them for their insights and their friendship and their hilarity and um boy it is another fun round table alien jason is joining the expert panel some amazing <laughs> theories from alien jason as well as uh, our returning experts all all four of them absolutely stellar guests enjoy this episode buckle in i've got more stuff in the in the in the slow cooker right in the crock pot anyway Let's just get to the music. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Hi, everyone. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is uh, Chris, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Mac to the Gal, a.k.a. host of Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. I am joined for a season two overview by a round table 
of returning experts and a new expert. Um, first, we have Caroline. Caroline, uh, say hello. Hello. Uh, we returning uh, for her insight and intuitions. Emily, uh, Emily is here with us. Emily, say hi. Howdy. Uh, well, thank you both for coming back. We also have returning expert, codename AO3 expert. Uh, uh, say hello, AO3 expert. Hello. And new PLL expert joining the roundtable and maybe future ones if he so desires. Uh, codename Alien Jason. Uh, Alien Jason, say hello to the listening audience. I am ready to find the gossip girl. <laughs> Close enough. Um, so here's how we're going to structure this for you listeners at home. We'll basically go through each liar in turn, uh, kind of hit some of their big moments of the season to some of the big like turning points for their character. I want to hear from the panel what they think, their insight, their thoughts, and then we'll go through our A suspects, and then we'll give the floor to our experts to tell us whatever they would like to tell us. I feel like I should start with Spencer. Spencer, to me, has always been the one on the case, which is what we're really here for, is to figure out who the gossip girl is, as Alien Jason said. So I'm just going to give you some of the big highlights of season two, and I want to hear your thoughts about Spencer's journey. First of all, headline news, Jason De Laurentiis is her half-brother, OMG, right? Uh, shakes up the entire household all season. Uh, whole thing with mom and dad about paying 50K, and like, was it to find out who Allie was, right? Allie was, it turned out it was, they were worried Melissa was going to hurt Allie. It was this whole thing. So there's that. There's the Toby breakup, also huge. And then Melissa. So three big events this season. What does the panel think about Spencer? And you can answer any of those and give your thoughts on any of those. What do y'all think? For someone so smart, Spencer is real dumb. <laughs> why, why do you say that? She makes poor life choices. Yeah, like, I think she has a high intelligence, but, like, a low wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, minus two wisdom. For someone as smart as she is, she should have been like, we should get the authorities involved at some point, because terrible things are happening. And, nah, that wasn't her plan. Well, also, her mom's an attorney. So, like, why doesn't she go to her more for help? Yeah. That's always my question. I mean that 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 by our rate is just going to kill you. <laughs> it really What about a family discount? Well, as as the defender of Spencer on the show, I think for one in season one, her parents didn't really have her back. They had Melissa's back, and they've always had Melissa's back. But Spencer has always felt a little like the afterthought. I think in the family, and for a while, she thought maybe her dad had done something. And then a couple of all that, the whole thing with Jason and the secret, the real show, Jason, not alien Jason, who was here on the panel. I think that also shook her confidence in her parents because she that really rocked her. And I'll be honest, for a while, I was like, why is that affecting her so much? And then I finally understood why that really bothered her. But she could have gone to the police. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer is. Let's go to our AO3. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, and anything about Melissa? I mean, Melissa comes through much more this season, and we have the breakup of Toby, which our AO3 expert might have some insight on AO3's response to the Toby Spencer uh, breakup. Um, I mean, as a whole, the website is always firm in the established couples. Um, I don't want to get too much into the other people that Spencer <laughs> has been shipped with. Um, they are primarily either the other liars or toby or random adults Mm -hmm. actually the question i wanted to ask 
kind of going off of what Caroline said earlier, is do we know what her father's occupation is? Like, we know the mother is a lawyer. But I like, just assumed businessman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're wealthy. They're very... What does Peter Hastings do? That's his I name. I didn't even remember his name. They, they're very... Um, I don't want to say pushy on the kids, but the kids are very high achievers. All type A. Yeah. So I was trying to remember what the father does. Because why, at one point, couldn't she go to either one of them? I mean, t- they're all terrible to her. But you would have thought she would He's also a lawyer. Yeah, because oh. he he, d- he changes the will for Jason. I right? remember that statement. Yeah. So he has some sort of... Con- so I think, isn't mom a prosecutor? Am I mismarrying that? Is she a state prosecutor? Or is she a, is she a defendant, uh, defending a, I don't a know. defense attorney? right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know I if don't she's know a plaintiff or defense attorney. Um, or if she's in criminal. I, I'm a, I think she's in criminal law, not like civil cases. Which it begs the question, why didn't she feel that she could go to her mom right in the beginning? Yeah. You have legal representation, if not someone that she can refer you to for a related civil suits or criminal suits i always wondered if maybe it was spencer wanted to figure it out so bad herself that that's why she she didn't go for help like she doesn't want to rely on her family yeah like very independent self-sufficient she can figure it out on her own so you're saying that it's like it where you can't go to the parents (laughs) exactly Mm. yeah do you think at all that it was like she wanted to prove like I can solve this, I'm better than Melissa, just to kind of like be like, I solved a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What has Melissa ever done? Well, we just did watch the season finale all together, and there was a moment where the other girl said something about the only person smarter than I can't remember her Spencer. Name. Spencer is her sister, right? Yeah. Right. I don't remember right. Her name is Melissa. Melissa. Okay. And then she has this little rant where she says like, all the tests that she's done and the, the, her accomplishments. And when you compare them, their IQs are basically the same. And so I, I feel like she is kind of in that constant. I got to be better than my sister. So maybe solving a murder would one up her sister. And then again, her sister couldn't tell the difference between peanut butter and coffee. Which so. is what, like, I'm worried. <laughs> Yeah, that's an early COVID sign. Yeah. <laughs> <Free COVID. laughs> 10 years before COVID was a thing. Did we find case zero? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I I agree with all this. There's other part of it, too. At the end of season one, and I think at the start of this season, there actually was a better relationship. I think Spencer really wanted a good relationship with her sister. Melissa was not very friendly, to be perfectly frank. And I think they had mended those bridges. So I... Uh, as a viewer, I was like, oh, I think Spencer's also resisting it on an emotional level. She's like, it can't be my sister. Like, we just got, we just built this bridge. I can't now accuse her of murdering Allie. Uh, that's going to ruin that that relationship. Is there anything to that? Or am I being too gentle? Am I being too kind? After all the Ian stuff and the Ren stuff and all that, I don't think, I wouldn't jump to that that perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Spencer's that forgiving. And by the way, thank you for reminding me. Can we talk about Ren with three ends, who I call on my show? Uh, he just kind of snakes in there. He is right. He is over 21, right? That's a safe assumption. Yep. Yeah. And Spencer is 16, 15, 16. I think they're 16. What is he doing? What is he doing? 
Uh, what are question, any of the yeah. men on this show doing? <laughs> that is a question for many of the adult men. And I would say adult women in this. I mean, Melissa. It's just for the adults. Yeah. Be adults, for the love of God. Well, we'll get to Ren later. I do think he's part of A for some reason, but I, I was like, what is it? What, why is he doing what he's doing? Anyway, before we leave Spencer, she is now part of the group that saw Allison. Uh, there's she she thought it was a dream, but uh, late late in the season, Allison's in her apartment digging through stuff and takes some pills. Like I need these for the road. Allison leaves, and Spencer's like, "Was that really Allie or not?" This will come up later. Was that really Allison panel, or was that a dream? I'm trying to say something without giving any spoilers. I also can't remember the other instances of them. I remember them having throughout the last two seasons, don't they have not I mean, visions or hallucinations? Is someone drugged at one point? I can't remember what who else has thought they'd I seen can't her. answer your question without saying something that might give something away. Fair enough. Appreciate so I plead the fifth. All right. Plead the fifth. One of our experts. I appreciate that. Hannah sees her in season one, uh, AO3 expert. And then we'll get to uh, uh, Emily's interaction with Allie uh, in, in a brief moment. Okay. And was, did Hannah see her while in the hospital? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Um, any other thoughts before we move off of Spencer for season two? Um, I would like to know Alien Jason's first impression of Spencer meeting her for the first time. <laughs> In the season two finale. <laughs> you know, uh, the the she is one of the characters for sure. <laughs> I want to say that she's the one on the right at most of the times. She has a sister. I know that. I did at one point think that the sister may be uh, uh, being controlled by her unborn uh, fetus. The, wow. the, the baby was actually A. But, uh, I, you know, so far that hasn't come up. Already, we've just started recording. Alien Jason has given me a new theory to explore for the rest of the series. A common pregnancy symptom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason has uh, theories on who A is, or had theories on who A was right from the beginning. So. I love it. I already love it. Let's go to Emily. So I think, I think. well, let's first start with the, I really liked her with uh, uh, Samara. It's kind of lame how that relationship ended. I get it. Because obviously Maya comes back. I really liked her with her, but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Maya, of course, comes back um, and then she disappears. And then we're kind of left with that question mark at the end of the season. Like, is she, was she really in the body bag? Why did she leave? Who picked, who picked Maya up at the bus station? There's a lot of questions around Maya. Parents, uh, for, especially for uh, Emily, very much less involved this season. Dad makes a one appearance before he has to go back off to uh, Afghanistan. I think Pam is in it. One or two episodes, very, very minimal exposure for the parents. And then this is the other appearance of Allie this season uh, during the wacky shovel thing, which I don't even know if I want to get into the shovel ridiculousness. <laughs> uh, Emily feels, it feels like, is, did Emily have like a got hit on the head or is this real? She kisses Allie. Now, again, she thinks, is this real or not? But it's sure to me, look like that was Allie that saved Emily from the barn. So Maya, parents and Allie, uh, what do what do people think about Emily this season? Um, Samara was easily her healthiest relationship and that is who she should have remained with and I can't stand Paige. <sighs> I didn't even want to say that name. <laughs> Emily has the worst luck with the people she dates. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, dates losers. She <laughs> could talk to a therapist. And I wonder if it's because like her parents are never around. Like, where was Pam? Yeah. 
Yeah. In a trash can. <laughs> Very strong opinions about Pam. Uh, Alien Jason, this this show does not approve of Pam Fields as a parental figure. Paige, I don't know, or I'm pretty sure Alien Jason doesn't know this. Try to drown Emily to get like captain of the water polo team, Something. swim team, and then decided she was in love with her, and they fell in love. I mean, gotta be a good swimmer to be the captain of the swim team. <laughs> she even tries to get back with her Paige does with a very awkward street kiss that Emily's like what the hell Maya is missing this is not the time to hit on me and Paige is like because Paige is a narcissist (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so so Paige is uh, Ned's declassified school survival guide girl (laughs) okay (laughs) I'll link in the show notes uh, Alien Jason's reference and Paige was seen at the end of this uh, season finale at the dance. Ah, uh, yes. And they're, they're they broke they're up. Friends. Yeah, We're, they're friends. Oh, Why I would want to be friends with the attempted murderer. Yeah. I mean, every, in this show, seemingly everybody's an attempted murderer, so you know they're in good Everybody company. Got options at yeah. this point, right? If you haven't tried to murder someone, are you really living? <laughs> I would answer no. Well, the other thing too is in this most recent episode that we watched Emily leaves Hannah who's in the shower to go try to answer her phone call for Maya and I'm like yeah. you're creepy like as Jason mentioned earlier like a Bates Motel situation and she just leaves after she wouldn't go outside because it was too cold yeah also did they address who was the person that walked into the room who but Bates Motel did her we they don't know we don't know. And we will we will talk about that, Alien Jason. I'm excited to hear who you think that was. Because I don't think it's who I think the show wants us to think who it was, which just sounds complicated, but I will explain. Um, and what about Maya? Maya comes back. I like Maya. I know Maya's going through her own thing, right? I know that. And then she disappears, and then they <gasps> is she dead? I don't I don't think she is, but what does everyone think about what happened to Maya? I have a question. Yeah. And I, I think I asked it while we were watching it as well. Where was this body found? Do, do we know? Very good question. All we saw was the liars walking down the street. Pam comes running out. So I don't know if it's their home or a separate location. You're very. It's a very fair question. We don't know, but it's in the neighborhood. Uh, but it doesn't look like Allie's house either. The De Laurentiis house either. So I, it was very vague. I agree. I- Emily had been staying with Hannah. So if it was Emily's house, it does kind of make sense because nobody was there because Pam had just gotten back. Oh, that's true. That's true. So what you're saying is that Pam is a prime suspect. <laughs> Again, another great theory from Alien Jason. You can't spell Pam without the letter A. <laughs> and if you spell it backwards, you get map. <laughs> She's telling us all these things. There's map in that episode. <laughs> But if, <laughs> but if PLL is like a horror movie trope machine, right? We did not see Maya get hurt, nor her in the body bag. So we don't have visual confirmation she was even in that bag. So I maintain, unless you show me, it didn't happen. I mean, that's a very fair assertion with this program. Okay. I wish it would have been Ezra. <laughs> oh, we will get to. Oh, cannot <laughs> wait till we get to Ari and Ezra. Um, any other thoughts before we move off of Emily? 
I feel like she had a pretty emotionally draining season, but I don't. I feel like A didn't really harass her all that much. I guess A didn't really have to. They Emily than, for a bit, yeah. Emily was harassing herself. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the whole barn thing, being trapped in there with the gas, and then I like, saved her. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that Emily was being her own A this season by choosing to date Pam or Pam. Oh, Ao three expert. <laughs> by choosing to date Paige. Um, I still hate Pam Fields. I, I mean, it's not really uh, important to the plot of the show, but I did find that her dress at the end of the season looked like Britney Spears's denim dress from the late nineties with Justin Timberlake. I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but it was really on my mind. <laughs> it all connects. It all connects. Uh, it should be mentioned that Emily's father is in the military and that's why he is absentee. Uh-huh. He's in Tejas, I believe. Oh no, I was just reiterating reiterating like it's what um I think you said earlier that he'd been shipped off to Afghanistan. Which to be to be meta about it, it feels like a budget thing because uh, they get a couple guest spots, but basically Emily stays at Hannah's house almost I think the entire season. So we see Dad once, maybe twice, and Pam again once or twice, maybe. But I don't want him grouped in with Pam. He is a much better person and much better parent. Than- That's true. That's true. Don't know Let- why he with her. Let's just deal with let's just deal with Aria. Let's just deal with Aria and Ezra Fitz. Um, talk about on again, off again. Alien Jason, as I'm sure you know, as all the other experts know, Aria has been dating her high school teacher now since the beginning of the show. He is uh, right. We've determined he's 21, 22, right? He must, I think he's 23 because you have to go to college and then get a credential. Right. This season, clear many times they could have broken up and they do. And they have a chance. Ezra has a chance. Let me, I'm just gonna, I need to get this out. Ezra is given a job opportunity outside of the state, a promotion, more money, opportunity to go wherever he wants to go after this job. And you know what he does? I'm staying for love. I'm staying for Aria. I turn the job down with a 16 year old. With a 16 year old. What in the hell are we doing with this? I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, According to the Pretty Little Liars wiki, he is 22. Okay, so he is old enough to drink. Be fifteen, not better. (laughs) Probably a little worse. Probably a little worse. And I didn't even mention this is the season where Ari and Ezra are like, you know what? It's a good idea we tell my parents about this relationship. It goes about as well as you think. I mean, for some reason, they weren't super happy about it. (laughs) I mean, they (laughs) love at the masquerade ball. Oh god! Why Uh, is Ezra in jail? Byron wanted to. Byron said to his wife. Byron says to Ella, "I want to call the cops on him." And and uh, and and she says, "Don't do that. I don't want to drive our daughter away." Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to drive your daughter away. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna grow up and figure out she was wrong. They didn't put him on a list, and so he was able to walk into that school, no problem. Oh, take off his mask. No. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get to that ridiculous masquerade ball. I have a lot of questions about that specifically. But can we talk about the uh, who I was rooting for was our boy Holden, who turned out to be a yeah. a, a a vigilante, perhaps, uh, who was they kind of were shipping them a little bit. And she seemed like they were at least friends. And then Ezra came back in the picture. But what do we feel about Holden and his uh, crime fighting? I mean, I wish he didn't join a fight club, but I think he just wanted to feel alive. 
heart defect or something? Yeah, yes. yeah. He could have a heart attack, basically. To, her, her, sorry, his heart could stop almost at any moment. Yeah, no, I loved him. Yeah. He saved her on the roof. Yeah. He sure did, from Noel Kahn. And you never know how much time you're going to have with him. <laughs> you guys watched a very different show than I just played. <laughs> Uh, now, quickly, AO3 expert, I want to—I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I might have asked you in our first season roundtable. Does do the fans write a lot of Arya Ezra uh, fiction? Yes, oh, they God. do. Yeah, it's it's a lot of of, and I—I I mean, I won't go too much into it now, but I do, I love fan fictions that are crossovers between different, you know, universes or shows or movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Arya stayed with Fitz in, and like, if it was Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, Glee, like, whatever it was, she's still with Fitz. Um, and also, I just, I could not remember anything about Holden. And I thought to myself, was he uh, her age? And is that why I liked him? But for the website, he's even older than Ezra. No, no, there's no way. Twenty-three or twenty-four? No, no. Maybe it's now. like by the end of the show. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Oh my! It's got to be. Yeah, he's definitely her age. He was age appropriate. Because <laughs> they, like- they grew up together, right? And then, uh, then really quickly, he only gets an episode or two. I forget. I actually, I, is it Duncan, the Flyboy, the, the guy who flies planes for Ellie? I thought. Oh, are they trying to ship that guy with Arya? He he gets like an episode or two. But is his name Duncan? What's his name? Boy with the brown hair. I think Boy so. With the brown hair, don't they? <laughs> Guys, but this isn't better. Apparently, Holden was eighteen. Yeah, really? That's, that's that to me. It's sense. better, but it's still sixteen and eighteen is a lot different than sixteen and twenty-two. Fifteen. He looked younger than Arya, to be perfectly frank. Maybe it's the actor had a very young face, but I think she was fifteen when the show started. So I think by season two, she's probably around sixteen. Yeah. I think it's been almost, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's like half a year. The timeline of Pretty Little Ice is very hard to follow. Yeah. Well, the main thing is, is that you don't want somebody who's out of college dating somebody in high school. Right. Because I think Holden was probably 18, but maybe he was like a senior. I don't think he was like even a freshman. Mm-hmm. The, the boy just couldn't get that last calculus class. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't hook up. I just thought they were kind. There was kind of maybe a spark there, but they didn't. There's nothing that really developed beyond. He taught her how to ride a bike. The most romantic thing in the world. I'm team Aria with anybody other than Ezra. I'm team Aria with anyone age appropriate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should clarify that. Aria with self-respect. So last bit on Aria, and I want to loop in her parents here. I, I And I've said this before on the show. It seems like the show wants us to root for them because Ezra, Byron Montgomery, who literally wants to remove Ezra's head from his body, Instead says, I'm going to put this job offer together to basically ship Ezra out of here and solve all our problems. When Ezra turns down the job, the music swells and we're like, yes, the show makes you feel like, yes, true love wins. And I'm like, no. So my question to the panel, do we feel what Byron does or what mom does? Ella does. Are their actions appropriate, inappropriate? Should they have done something different? What do you all think of how the parents handled this this whole situation? Ella was too lax and Byron (laughs) Was too murdery. <laughs> I just think you should call the cops. Yeah, uh, I, I and no, that doesn't matter about your relationship with your daughter because she goes, she's gonna go yeah. up. 
she's gonna realize it was grooming she's gonna figure out that, that was wrong yeah but uh yeah she's gonna be angry but she's also 15 and you can take away her cell phone and grab her and knock you know get some sense of her. isn't that big like it's fine she can't go that many places if she's mad at you i, I don't know if we want to bring it up i did note this the comment of a certain part of Ezra's apartment being considered sacred ground, which for many reasons was upsetting to me. I will only one I will mention is does that mean that they have not washed the sheets? Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I literally had to pause the episode at that point and take a short break also, from my own. That is brought up that sacred ground. Hannah just smiles and I think it says, Really? And then doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> She's asking the ambiance. Yeah. Oh. Hey, there, there is energy in sacred places. I hate that. Like, we'll have our crystals in charge of them. <laughs> um, also, as someone who was once a teenage girl, I don't think that's something girls do in general. Call it sacred ground? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, never. No. Yeah, it's not a thing. Is this something boys do? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think I think that's a show because the show. I, I mean, I've gotten teased about this in the past. The show's been very careful about how much they showed them actually. You know, meow meow meow. So I think that was their way of saying, "Hey, by the way, it's not just smooching that's happening," without saying what's really going on. You know, there was penetration. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Caroline. We're waiting until the fifth season for the pregnancy. <laughs> Um, and one quick thing, just to defend Byron a tiny bit, because uh, I was completely on board with all of you. Call the cops, call the cops, call the cops. And Ella says one thing that I was like, that gave me pause. She does say to Byron at one point, if you do this, they will just run away together. We will never see them again. And I was like, that might, might be true. Uh, granted, they probably still still have done it. But I was, I understood in that moment why Byron hesitated. What do you all think about that? Well, that would have been kidnapping. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Unless she emancipates herself, like the uh, like that's a thing that you call the cops and like they will bring. Her that's back. how the FBI yeah. gets involved. Yeah, right. Then, then he'll be in jail even longer. Then her face goes on a milk carton. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Locator thing on her ankle so she can't leave, and her parents put an air tag <laughs> on her car and her bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, great. Any other Aria thoughts before we move on to our uh? A final liar. I have a random thought. Yeah. I really did think when I watched this show 2010, 2011, that all the liars had the cutest clothes and Arya's were the, the, the most unique. And I, at least in the finale that we watched, it, she wears some pretty bizarre things, even for the <laughs> early 2010s era. <laughs> a lot of gray and just oversized weird. accessories. Yeah. I did. I, I I've seen it with rose-colored glasses, I guess, when I watched it years ago. And we flash back to pictures of Katie in, uh, in yeah. middle school and high school. I Bro said, like, Juliet at the masquerade. That's Anna. My mm. apologies. Aria was like Harley Quinn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, our final liar here, of course, is Hannah. Uh, I will say really quickly, her and Caleb seem to be on pretty good terms all season. Uh, I mean, he kind of comes and goes as, as far as an actor, 
Caleb actually gets really, really into it with the A folks uh, at one point. Um, I'm sure we will. This will be the point where we talk about Mona. So we'll get to Mona uh, before we get to Mona. Of course, uh, I thought it was interesting how quickly the stepsister subplot got tied up pretty quickly in season two. I thought that was going to be like a huge deal. And that was actually uh, zip it and we're done. And I want to address Lucas's little moment as well with Hannah. Um, so I guess we'll start wherever you all want to start. I'm sure Mona will be our main focus. But what, how do everyone feel Hannah dealt with the season with uh, everything thrown at her? As in the first season, Hannah remains my favorite liar, and she also has the best pretty little parent with Mama Marin. Agreed. Um, her stepsister was mean and got what she deserved. Uh-huh. Don't like her dad. She's great. Just love her. Yeah. She's kind of stupid. She should have sent someone looking at her in the shower. That's I didn't understand how she didn't notice that it got significantly darker when she was in the, sh- in the shower. And- <laughs> room i was like that's weird and also like why did they make her fall like that <laughs> i mean i get it it was to get her in the shower but i don't know so that way she could say i'm all muddy <laughs> mm-hmm. for the one who's portrayed as kind of like the dumbest of them all she oftentimes i feel like makes the most sense Again, I think she rolled a high wisdom. She did. She had that whole hacking sequence in the middle of the season with Caleb's computer, where she did very well. Yeah. Like, they kind of make her to be the butt of the joke sometimes. Like, oh, she only cares about, like, fashion and doing stupid stuff. But if I were to be terrorized by an omnipresent figure, I would want Hannah on my side. Mm -hmm. 100%. So let's let's address the headline here. The big reveal uh, at the season finale, which uh, not to be smug, I kind of smelled it earlier in the season. Mona, well, this is how, this is even a tricky sentence to say. Mona is uh, quotation marks a the big reveal at the end of the season. How do we feel about Mona up until this point? And that I want to hear everyone's thoughts on the Mona reveal as a. Um, I'd like to start with Alien Jason on this one. Yeah, please. Also, I uh, I've only seen this episode, and uh, the first thing when she comes on, on 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 the screen, I was I called it very first time she shows up. She was too much of a friend. She mm-hmm. was like, not only was she like really a friend and wanted to hang out with everybody, then when they don't hang out with her, she narks on them, and she she gets whoever uh, Hannah in trouble with Caleb. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But what was your other reasoning for oh. knowing she was um? I mean, the other reason that's clearly is the fact that she was poorly lit in the flashbacks. <laughs> that's the clear sign of the villain. And then also, she was a nerd. Yeah, she's also a nerd. Okay, love. I love it. I love it. What, what's everyone else think? Uh, the Mona is quote A. Well, they were gaslighting me at the end, being like, <laughs> "What do you mean that she she talked to someone in the in the psych ward? No, that didn't happen. She was just talking to herself." You think, you, Alien Jason, you think she wasn't talking to somebody? No, no, I think that she was. Okay. They were trying to gaslight me to say <laughs> that the scene didn't exist. Yeah, so so basically what happened was we asked Jason like who he thought A was. He said Mona. I was like, shit, how the heck does he know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, she wasn't A. And we were like, what do you mean? And he said, because she was talking to somebody at the end, and she says, I did everything you asked. So yes. that must mean someone's like she's someone's puppet 
Yeah. Or it goes back to my earlier Shakespeare theory, where just like Shakespeare was a bunch of people, A is a bunch of people. Yeah. So So Alien Jason, can I investigate this with you since you're since you're fresh eyes on this case? Mm-hmm. Why would someone kidnap Spence? So okay, a lot happens, right? She she scares Spencer in her hoodie, takes her on this wild car chase, chases her. Hannah almost hits Mona with her car. There's a fight. Mona goes over the cliff. They all think that she died. She didn't die. She just fell like ten feet. Uh, and and then yeah, and then be- goes to a psych ward. What? Who, what would the reason why someone would do that for somebody? What do you think? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, she also did call out the fact that uh, she had toffee flavored lip, uh, lip gloss, which is a, what a crazy thing uh, <laughs> to have, which is a call back to the chocolate, the peanut butter ice cream earlier in the show. Interesting. Interesting. Also, the blind girl was talking to someone in a park. I know. Do we, do we know who that is? We don't know. We don't know who she, who Jenna was talking to. Um, and actually, uh, experts, you can tell me because I I tried to catch it. I don't even know what Jenna hands her. She hands her some clothing. I couldn't tell what she's giving her. Do you any of you know what she was giving her? It looked like oh. a handkerchief, but I don't know if there was something in the handkerchief. Oh, I see. Okay. But I wonder. I wonder. No, it wait, that doesn't make sense. It, the mask. That's yeah, maybe a mask. It could have been a mask because I was thinking because I think Mona at one point says. Um, that Melissa doesn't have their dad's gun. She has it. So I thought maybe it was the gun, but Jenna isn't related to that. So that might be just totally something else. Yeah. I mean, did we ever find out how Jenna got her vision back? Maybe she stole someone's eyes. I think she had a surgery. Yeah, she had surgery. So, but that doesn't still, I don't know what would motivate a person to do all that to willingly get thrown into a psych ward. Like what would give someone, what would make someone do all that for somebody else? It's all part of the plan, mm-hmm. which I, I've seen a fair amount of this show, not all of it. And I've seen the ending. I do not know what the end game is for, <laughs> for a. Okay. Okay. Fair I, enough. I don't remember. Maybe I blocked it out. So I'm not spoiled. <laughs> She preemptively knew that there was going to be a podcast and she wanted some fresh eyes. In 12 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it all seems like it's it's related in some way to Allison, but like how much can like a 14-year-old girl traumatize adults? I mean, she was a bitch. Pardon my language. She was an awful child. Are we talking about Allison? Yeah, yeah I'm just thinking this like whole A thing is a... Is a reaction to that right that's at least my understanding so far because yeah. she's so mean to everyone else there and then her friends never said anything so that's why they were being like terrorized but to alien jason's theory he is saying he is suggesting he is alleging not not me that all this was in service to somebody else i would understand caroline your point if that was done to mona right and she did all this in reaction i get that but then why would someone fake all that for somebody else? Because that has a lot to do in service to somebody else. I don't even know what would what would let what would motivate someone to suffer all that. I think Mona was if we're going to assume it's part of some plan that she was speaking to someone at the end, mm-hmm. that she she 
does seem to have some sort of psychosis going on mm-hmm. and that this she was used as like a pawn i think oh okay maybe someone realized how vulnerable she was and that she could be manipulated and kind of molded into from you know past poorly lit uh mona into (laughs) into popular girl mona and then you know do what she's done so far um i think you know it's it's a good distraction too if there is other people at play to think okay we have we've got mona in the hospital we're good i you know i I would feel safe but i mean they're probably not safe (laughs) yeah maybe it's lulling them into like a false sense of security Because there's still, I mean, there's obviously more seasons, so (laughs) yeah, there's more to come. May may I drop one of my theories? So you speak of the flashback as the just refers to the poorly lit flashback. I think that is a huge clue because Allison is again. We'll talk about Allison next. The this mythic figure, she to me is like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. She's the devil. She offers Mona. What Mona's always wanted to be popular, right? Her the the exchange here, however, is you got to do stuff for me, and that stuff involves all the stuff we saw. What do y'all think about that? Is that ridiculous? No. Nope. Hmm? She well, she said, "Oh, I'll make you popular." Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, I went to high school. I was your high school girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not a popular girl in that school, but I'm trying to think of what she gave her a phone number though, didn't she? Yeah. She gave her a phone number. And Allison to me is like Kim Kardashian. Like you 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 are around Allison, you are instantly like cool. Like if she if she anoints you as cool, all the people that worship Allie are like, oh shit, Mona's cool now. Mm. How do we know that Allison's not a good question? But like are we sure that it's her? Uh, Alien Jason, excellent point. <laughs> she had a terrible wig in that flashback. I know we're not talking about Allison right now. <laughs> well, let's it, talk. Let's talk about Allison. Let's let's talk about Allison. Um, talk about that flashback. That awful wig. Okay. Well, how come this the shop owner was just like, oh, here's a a girl who at this point would have been fourteen. In a very bright French coat and a t- terrible wig. Why is she just standing in my in my store at a window? <laughs> is that not unusual? Yeah. I think, well, Allison is becoming like a Joker or Batman level genius. And I for a while I resisted it, AO3 expert. Now I'm kind of coming around because they are showing us piece by piece, very slowly, how she does what she does. A lot of it is money. A lot of it is finding blackmail. She finds she's great at finding that thing you want and then going to person B and and who has thing person A wants and then goes to person B. What do you want? I'll go to person C. So she has this web of people around her that she ties together by giving people what they want. I don't have positive thoughts about Allison. (laughs) I just find it so hard to believe that that she can do that at that age. She's like the bad seed, which <laughs> she needs to be stopped. Well, she also, was stopped. 
remind me if, if I'm misremembering, but that flashback that is like Mona meeting her in that store. Yeah. That's not real, right? Uh, very good question, Caroline. There's two two levels to that. It is a a flashback we're seeing through Mona's point of view, and Mona could be completely lying about that entirely. Well, the, the, at the end of the season finale, don't they say that it was the other way around? That Mona didn't find her; she found Mona there. Right. Yeah. There you go. Which which is why Mona was poorly lit in the flashback. Yeah. There you go. And from the hotel. Which again, we're assuming a fourteen-year-old went to and got a room, and has had booked steadily yeah. for the last few months. She, her, her name that she was using was Vivian Darkloom. Vivian Darkloom, yeah. a Lolita reference, right? But that's uh, what's her? That's Allie's name, right? Yeah, that's Allie's alias. And in defense of that scheme, Inspector Spacetime uh, is the clerk. You can tell that guy will. Uh, he'll take it money from anybody. I, you know, if you're looking for a place to step away from the world, the man is lonely. He only <laughs> has his stuffed animals, oh, and and the corpse of his mother in the back room. Of course, and I and I have a theory about that. What you all are talking about? I think they've hinted at Grandma being this master manipulator and being very sharp. I think Grandma took Allie under her wing early when she was probably 10, 11 years old. I think Allie was taught all these tricks from somebody much older than her. She learned them too young. Yeah. Is it not possible that the reason that she can make anyone popular is that she's just like a drug dealer? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of drugs and I will make you popular. And they're rich. They're rich as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't grow up like, like my parents are like, whatever, everybody says they're middle class, right? So are they, are people who are wealthy, do their children just have access to like credit cards and yep. money? Absolutely. Absolutely. The world is their oyster. You haven't seen Europe, uh, European spoiled uh, sons uh, TikTok on TikTok. <laughs> oh, I'm not on that side yeah. yet. Daddy, they're having parties on yachts in Mykonos. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. And, it, and I think the lowest class person in here, I mean, everyone here is at least upper middle class, if not upper class. Uh, this is a very rich suburb of uh in pennsylvania um any other thoughts on uh hannah before we move on to all our a suspects she's just my favorite yeah hannah rocks we all like hannah she chose the best boyfriend although the man was trying to clean out the burnt stuff at his house and he was just moving them from one pile to another he was doing very little work uh, that was, uh, oh that was toby was that Toby? That's Toby. We actually didn't touch on Toby because uh, actually Spencer and him broke up. But I'm, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Toby, Alien Jason. You know, I mean, it just comes down to it, just a very inefficient use of labor. Uh, everything was already burnt and he's just moving things from one pile to another. <laughs> Is that a sign of guilt? I don't know, but it's definitely not normal. The hardest thing he ever had to do was pretend that he wasn't in love with Spencer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Something about his history, I feel like there's other hard things he'd have to do. <laughs> Yeah, AO3 expert. Oh, how much does Toby show up in the fiction on uh, AO3? I'd say quite a lot. Oh, um, really? Yeah, honestly, like, a lot of the relationships that have already happened at this point or are still happening at this point, I think are the most popular ships, I guess you could say, on AO3. Mm -hmm. uh, Spencer is 
I feel like from the last time I checked is very commonly shipped with uh, more often though, or not more often, like second most often with either the other liars or adults mm-hmm. um, or adults that she's related to, which is a very weird side of, of AO3 oh. and I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, of, of these of these fan fictions of which you speak, how many of them are self inserts? So if I were to go on AO3 mm-hmm. and I were to read them, could I uh, be the one in love with Hannah? Oh, you mean like a YN? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't found any. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> Not very popular, right? That's always what happens. Like everyone's dating Hermione, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is a Harry Potter PLL crossover. Yes. Uh, have Shrek in it. <laughs> None, and believe me, I've searched. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to uh, Alien Jason. Already hinted at this. Uh, uh, Alien Jason must be a, a listener of the podcast. I have long contended that there is not just an A, that there is not only multiple A's, but that there are multiple factions of A's. So I'd like to go through some of our main A suspects and just get thoughts, quick thoughts. We've already kind of dealt with Mona. Uh, do we feel Mona? What, what what team might be Mona be on if she's not on her own team? If she's not a herself, like the lowest team. Sorry, Mona. <laughs> lowest team A. Okay, I A-O-3. That she is a pawn. She may think she has control. I don't think she has any control. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think she's she's been told what to do, and as so far as her being like in a hospital is all all what's what what someone else may want mm-hmm. yeah. i would say though that it does seem like it's a red herring that mona is in cahoots with blind girl i don't know what's her name uh, her name is jenna alien jason we'll, we'll get to jenna uh, there is another faction i would say that that's a red herring that there's actual like jenna is not teaming up with mona okay it makes it very obvious that it's like oh you know it makes it seem like oh that's mona that she's at on the other side of the the picnic t- picnic table Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's a that's a red herring, just like just like the pregnant sister was. I was say, yeah. How do we feel about Melissa? Uh, great segue, Melissa. I I consider she's high on my A list. What do people like to think about Melissa? She's not a very good sister. Yeah. Uh huh. She's very self centered, and like she could so easily just speak to her sister. And dispel any thoughts that Spencer might have, like, you seem weird, you seem, like, acting really shady or whatever. And just by communicating with her sister, she could, like, either dispel that or whatever. She doesn't even try. Like, if she's some mastermind, wouldn't you at least try to be in good graces with your sister? She just tries to look guilty. Tries to be terrible. She takes their ice cream. (laughs) She does and doesn't give it back. So something very briefly touched upon that I think is actually pretty huge. Allie uh, earlier in the season overhears chit chat. It is apparently Melissa and Jason on a car ride back to uh, Rosewood have a smooch in the car. They don't know at the time that they're half siblings. Gross. So do you think. Well, again, that's glossed over. Is there anything about all this has to do with that? Because obviously they don't end up together. She ends up with Jay, uh, Ian. Is there anything to that? Am I am I jumping ahead to seasons? I mean, what what is that anything? I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. All right. 
Um, I totally think uh, Melissa was a distraction for the liars in that episode you all just watched when she's running around uh, with the feathers falling down. For some reason, they're all falling the feathers in the in the masquerade ball. Uh, I think for that was a distraction. That's my that's my own take on that. A red herring. Wait, so yeah. that she was the black swan. But isn't she absolutely? Isn't she pregnant? And and someone calls out, "Oh, I wish I could be a size two. That was Hannah. Yeah, about her, about the black swan, though, right? So clearly, you know, I would imagine that you would not call a pregnant woman a size two in that context. Uh, while while Chris theory, she's already had the child. She's wearing one of those big padded yeah. bellies. Yeah. How far along was she? I don't know if we know exactly because there's some question about who the father is. Yeah. Uh, speaking I, of a a suspects, let's hop to Jenna and Garrett. Very brief, briefly, we see Garrett and Melissa smooch, and Garrett's taking on a fatherly or at least supportive romantic partner to Melissa. Um, so they're now now I'm not even sure we know when she actually was pregnant. Um, but let's just talk about Jenna and Garrett. Garrett, the fall guy, which I thought he was going to be anyway, he gets set up for a lot of Jenna's nonsense. I totally think Jenna can totally see out of both eyes at this point. She's totally lying, which was confirmed earlier. What is Jenna and Garrett's involvement with all what's going on? Garrett is a patsy. Total patsy. I think Garrett is Mona level low. Okay. But Jenna is a little bit higher. I don't think Jenna's top. But she definitely knows more than what Mona and Garrett probably know. Gotcha. So that could all change. She could be the, the high up or she could go down to Mona level. You never know. So you're saying like there's, you can transition, your your power level can transition within this. Yeah, I'm thinking of A as like a pyramid scheme. Uh-huh. Like you sell more Avon, you're more A. <laughs> you harass the liars more, you get you get a promotion. Yeah, I was gonna say that maybe Jenna's high up. She's got a pretty nice car. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a nice car. Too bad it's not pink, or we would know for sure. <laughs> That's true. I believe it was um, one of one of y'all who pointed out that if she's blind, how can she drive? Oh, I think I mentioned that Jenna was supposed to be blind, and then <laughs> Jason was like. But she was <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what about Lucas? I still maintain Lucas was going to tell Hannah the truth, and then Noel Khan, which we'll get to, and Mona stopped him. What What about Lucas? What, what What's Lucas's involvement with A? It's clear to me he's involved, especially at the end of the season, which you all saw. He's talking with Melissa. I think Jenna as well is over there. At least I think that's Melissa and Jenna are having a chat. Lucas, what do we think? He is in over his head. Oh, is he the one that took off his mask at mm-hmm. the masquerade? Yeah. When they were looking from the balcony. He is in over his head, and I think he genuinely cares about Hannah. I agree. I don't think he cares about the liars. And if he's involved, he's just, he's too involved in him. He didn't like Allison. She was mean to him. I don't remember her mean nickname for him. Hermie. Hermie the Hermaphrodite. Allison was awful. She's terrible. She's a terrible person. Oh, uh, inconsiderate. But I, I think he's just in over his head. I remember the first time I watched it, just thinking like, this poor little kid doesn't know. Like, he doesn't know how to handle his big feelings that he's happening. He's having, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a lot of big feelings. He doesn't know how to deal with them. 
And so he's listening to those around him. He needs to use I statements more. (laughs) Um, Moving on. How do we feel? Noel Khan. Noel Khan gets his ass kicked by Holden. Now, mid mid early season two, he and Jenna are a couple. For some reason, Jenna dumps him uh, completely. We don't even see Noel that much the rest of the season after. uh, And then he ends up with Mona. Right. I'm having my relationships right. Right. He was a Jenna. Yeah. He was a Jenna. Then he was with Mona. And then he kind of disappears. Ugh, no cause trash. How high is he in the org? I thought he was higher, and I feel like he has slipped in the ranks. He might be that guy who like was relatively high up at one point, and now is like, oh my god, I've done some stupid shit. I'm gonna try and work my way back up, but is doing even dumber stuff and working his way even lower, mm. like, mm-hmm. trying to trap Arya on a roof. So dumb. You didn't expect Holden to fly like- from the <laughs> off screen. <laughs> and that little man did fly. <laughs> um, before we leave our A suspects, I have other random names. I'm curious if anyone else thinks anyone else is involved with A. I think Ian might still be alive. Maya could be part of A. Maybe Jason De Laurentiis. Is, is there any other random names of people you think might be involved with this harassing our liars? Hotel owner. Oh, Inspector Spacetime. Okay, putting him down. Jason also said the fetus. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. I'm not putting Riverdale has like magic and stuff. I don't put it past these shows. Great. So the, the fetus inside Melissa is uh part of A. Great. I hated the phrasing of that. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyone else? Any other names you want to throw out? Any? Pam Fields. Pam Fields is part of A. Great. Dr. <laughs> Sullivan. Oh, very interesting, Caroline. You bring her up because I thought for I thought she was so innocent, but I don't know. That's a good point. Well, her reasoning that she disappeared was that they were threatening her kid, right? That Mona, Mona came to a restaurant and threatened her kid. Yeah. And then Toby was the one who taught her to be brave. Yeah. <laughs> a teenage boy. Who moves burnt uh, remains from one side to the other. And whose truck <laughs> has very small tires. So small. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be your rant, Caroline, about Toby's truck? Yeah, I mean, we even talked about it that, like, if he gets over a speed bump, he's not going to make it. It's just going to teeter. <laughs> I don't know what that means because if it has big tires, we know what that means. But little tires could really go either way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly, he's not loading a lot of stuff in the bed of that truck, right? So, exactly. But no space for bodies either. The body would weigh it down too much and you wouldn't be able to go. It's true. Did you just exonerate Toby from being on being an A? Because he doesn't have a good getaway vehicle? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, uh, go ahead. This, is, this whole thing is a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Someone is trying to steal the deed to the town and uh, <laughs> it's up to these, these rotten kids to, to, to stop them. <laughs> Uh, speaking of rotten kids, I, we can't end our roundtable of season two without addressing. I still consider the most important character of the show, who we see the least of, Allison De Laurentiis, who I maintain is very much alive. I don't quite understand why she doesn't just tell Spencer, "P.S. I'm alive," but she doesn't. What do we think of Allison? If you if you already know, please don't tell me. But we see her throughout the whole season, right? In these flashbacks and these cutaways, and sometimes we see her. What do people think about Allison? Is she part of a as Alan Jason hinted at, is she trying to help the liars? Like, what the hell is going on with Allison, whether she's alive or dead? 
I mean, I think all that we've seen of Allison so far shows us that she doesn't seek to help anyone but herself. So even if she is, like, no matter what she's doing, she's doing it for her own agenda. She's not doing it to help anyone but herself. Mm. She wasn't a very good friend. She was an asshole. And the liars, you know, obviously they're young, but boy, do they seem to miss her. And I know that, you know, she's she's dead, but... Also, what did they do to get the nickname The Liars? Because they're pretty little liars. Yeah, I that's that's more me, Alien Jason, than the show. I call them the liars, so that's that's what I beat. <laughs> no, but, but I think that they're called the liars in the show too, aren't they? They are, I think, and it's just I think because of their association with Allison. Ah, uh, like, Allison is and a they liar. A lot of lies by omission. Like, yeah, they won't tell anyone because mm. they're trying to solve the mystery. Like, just like, just like we are. Allison ruled people through fear. That's mm-hmm. what I have gathered. Slash remember from watching all of this. That's very true. And it's it it is lies by omission. Like the other ones weren't necessarily the ones that did anything and they weren't necessarily the ones lying, but they never called her out on it. I think Spencer does like once briefly in the first season flashback or whatever, and Allison's like, she says something crummy and then Spencer backs off with it. And it's like, no, like call her out for being a terrible monster lady. Like she's yeah. awful. Why do you even care what she thinks? Well, the other thing I have to remind myself of is that do you remember being like 15 16 and like the things we were afraid of like i was afraid of like getting like bad grades and like having to tell my parents so i don't know i'm so afraid of getting bad grades alien <laughs> <laughs> jason is over 18 everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be on this podcast i was afraid of et so like... <laughs> hey, the universal studios ride was great though <laughs> Uh, please sponsor this podcast. Um, so I think we're at that time. I'd like to, uh, I don't want us to go too much longer. Um, I like all, each of you, uh, you, the floor is yours. Uh, take your turn. You, if you don't want to say something, that's totally fine. I would, the floor is yours to do dress anything you would like about the show up, up to the end of the second season, rants, raves, questions, whatever you want. Uh, whoever would like to go first down with Pam. <laughs> it's Emily's Emily's part. Great. Katie, was there anything from my list of notes that hasn't ari- arisen yet? Um, Jason did call the masquerade in the season finale a swinger party. <laughs> yeah, can we briefly talk about the masquerade ball? Invitations show up. No idea who who set this up. Where is it at? Why is there a ball? Like, what what is this thing? I don't know if it's like a winter formal situation or what it is. Yeah. You can tell that they're those are some rich ass white people. <laughs> but why are there all the adults there too? Yeah, it's not. It can't be the school it's thing, the right? Fire, the fired and disgraced teachers. There. <laughs> some of them are there for their dates. <laughs> yes, hiding in the wings, uh, in the maze. I don't know why Ezra was hiding back there. It was romantic. <laughs> uh, Jason also asked why there was a sex doll in the intro sequence <laughs> in the coffin. I've never thought that before, Alien Jason. I will re-examine that mm-hmm. uh, for season three. Yeah, I thought it was a fair question. <laughs> a weird thing to put in a, a casket. Wait a minute. Actually, let's interrogate this, Alien Jason. Why did you think that? Because it, like, if you look at the fingers, it, like the cuticles were like fake. Like it didn't look like a real hand. You know. Interesting, interesting like, observation. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe she'd been embalmed. Maybe <laughs> some alien Jason needs a new name. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, there there were a few things specific to this like most recent episode, um, but Katie also mentioned it. Uh, why does nobody wear seatbelts? Because mm-hmm. when they're driving to the the lodge, they're not wearing seatbelts. They're all like leaning forward, so if anybody crashes, they're going out the windshield. I don't think they. I don't think Mona or Spencer were wearing seatbelts. Also, where were they going? Because it's like you'll never get to lookout point. But why does it matter if you get to lookout point? I think she said that so that the, the liars would know where they were headed. Oh, so okay. That they could catch up with them. That's what. Because mm-hmm. I, I really did think that she was going to just like click her seatbelt in and then drive <laughs> off a cliff and just be like, "Whoops, we had a car accident and she died." Because she was going to death proof it. Mm-hmm. Why not some? Giving me a lot of anxiety, and this was just one episode. <laughs> I think some of you might already know, so if you'd have to plead a fifth, you can tell me. I think there might be some uh, significance to lookout point because it feels like that's a romantic place, right? To smooch with your significant other. I'm wondering if Mona or A or Allie or someone's like, "Hey, this means to me," and it's another clue for the liars to follow up on. Is that ridiculous? I think that was just the tree. Sometimes no. a tree's a tree. I don't yeah, remember the tree where they're like, oh, that's the tree from the the video. Oh, I see, yeah. It's yeah, like that one, they had a name for it, and I can't remember what, and I know they go back to that uh, throughout seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. The kissing, or is it the kissing rock? Not there is the kissing rock, yeah. That's what I meant, a rock, not a tree, both mm-hmm. neat. But lookout point, I don't, I can't think of having any particular significance. Okay. I also don't know why I thought it was a lighthouse at first. <laughs> it's like, look out point. It's a lighthouse, but they're in Pennsylvania. So I mean, they could be on the lake. Yeah. Yes. Any other any other rants or raves, things we haven't talked about that you really want to be sure the people know how you feel about something? Uh, when you stay at a hotel with four people, you need more than one bed. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> yeah, is there just one bed when they wake up in the morning? Yeah, just one bed, and it doesn't look like it, like I don't think they even slept in it. Yeah, but it they look, look terrible. They slept, yeah, so they obviously <laughs> like were up all night. Yeah, and then went to that ball. Uh, yeah, they're very tired. Um, if you're a parent, don't let your kid date their teacher who's seven years old. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Because uh, I, I said it so much during the during the run. I think Byron was extremely generous in what he did. I know we said he was murderous earlier. Extremely generous to the point where I almost didn't believe it. Offering him the job uh, as opposed to calling the police, which we all agree he should have done. 100%. He gave just... Ezra an out and like an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Arya couldn't be as mad at him because it's like, well, I did it for him. Like, there you go. My goodness. Um, before we before we wrap, AO3 expert, any any new pairings that we're aware of in season two? You know, like I know we have Vivian Darkbloom. Was there any like fiction with her? Is Flyboy any fiction with him? Uh Jonah, the uh hacker. No, he's the work for the a cell phone company, who by the way, I'm still gonna try to get on the show. Um, any any like fiction of like random side characters that you can think of that might be worth mentioning? Um, or is it mainly just like the main folks that people really gravitate yeah, a towards? Lot of the main folks. I mean, for myself, I would hope for something to do with the the hotel innkeeper <laughs> because he's clearly a serial killer on the side. 
I don't know offhand if he's ever seen again in the show. If he's not, he's clearly a serial killer. I would love to know more about him. Um, <laughs> the world's smallest bites of those cookies. <laughs> they make them last. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I I did find, like I said it earlier, I love finding different universes fan fiction because it's easy enough to just do Pretty Little Liars. I like mm-hmm. it. love to see when people are like, oh, you know what? It's Pretty Little Liars and Harry Potter. Um, I can say, sadly, I did not find anything with the tags Pretty Little Liars and Dracula or Pretty Little Liars and Vampire. I searched far and wide. I just wanted that. Um, I did find Pretty Little Liars and the show Nip Tuck, which was an interesting. Huh. Anna and I believe the or one of the main characters' name was Christian. Mm. Um, that I just like a one-off. Once again, fully an adult. Yes, yeah, and <laughs> and in the fiction, she's eighteen, I guess. When and like it's just a one-off. Yeah. They hook up. They just have to add that. Yeah. legal reason. Of, of course, eighteen plus. Um, she gets some life off. Yeah, they were just hanging <laughs> out. Um, there was Pretty Little Liars and uh, Sherlock, where Mona seeks out Moriarty. But there's no hookup. It's just a weird, like, they're going to be partners and friends, which would never happen. Right. Um, And then the only other one that I remember offhand, and I had made a list, but I cannot access it, was a Once Upon a Time and Pretty Little Liars fan fiction that had Here's Ruby. Oh, my God. My Siri just went off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, who's Red Riding Hood, mm-hmm. and Paige. Huh. Oh, that that I hate go. that. I hate Interesting. Why yeah. Waste I know. I was like any of the other characters. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Paige would try and drown little uh, little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> She's working with the wolf. She's <laughs> a quick quick uh, uh, to the listeners at home. Uh, you have at least two people who will who will absolutely read your PLL Dracula 2013 starring Jonathan Reese Myers fiction. Uh, please tag us. We will read that uh, with uh, a pl- with a plum. Um, I must ask AO3, uh, is there any like Toby Caleb stuff? Like, do we ever get like the boy on boy? Oh, like, oh good question. The, the liars. I, I would read that. I really should look that up more. Okay. I've seen a lot of girl on girl, be it the teenagers or the adults or no, together. Sadly, yes, Pam is. There are fan fictions with Pam. In fact, I will research now and have a good list of what fan fictions pam fields is included in mm-hmm. um but yeah i really should look at the pairings between some of the other characters it's the the girls are the, the four main liars are are the primary subjects of the fan fictions and also glee i, I an abundance of glee mm. i've never seen an episode of that but it, apparently there's a lot of crossovers talk about another show where a teacher is inappropriate <laughs> Mr. Shu should be in jail. I've never seen it. I'm just thinking maybe because it's high school. Yeah. Like I could see some Ezra Byron fiction going on. Oh, they would they would hate bone. Um, hmm Hate bone. I feel like I feel like that's a great place to end on hate bone. Yeah. Unless you have anything else, Carolina. <laughs> I was gonna say we found the true reason why Ezra stayed. Oh, <laughs> we're writing it for everyone at home. If you, we're setting it up for y'all. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap, folks? Uh, I uh, I appreciate your insights. This has been very helpful for me and my uh, investigators. Um, anything? Anything else 
you want to add? Um, for you, Christopher. Yeah. I know you've been saying for a long time that you thought Mona was involved. Do you feel satisfied that you are at least at this point somewhat correct, depending on how things go from here? I'm I'm glad you asked me that because I was thinking about, especially as all as all four of you recounted the episode to me. I actually feel now even more lost than I was because, as you may know, I put Mona at the top of the pyramid, and as as you all have pointed out, she is barely. I don't even know if she's in the middle anymore. She might even she might even be in the lower rung. So now my whole theory is gonna kind of gone out the window. So yes, I was right about her sabotage. But now I have no idea who's in charge. So kind of a mixed bag. It's the fetus. Yes, it's uh, Melissa's baby is the true A, is what we're saying. As long as you don't call it the fetus, I hate that. <laughs> um, once again, thank you, Caroline, Emily, uh, AO3 expert, Alien Jason, for joining uh, me here on this uh, season two recap of Pre Little Liars. Uh, season three will start in September, so stick tuned for that. If you all are up for it, I would love to have you back for my end of season three. I think is your audience up for that? <laughs> yes, let me know. Let me know. If I, let me know who do you think on the panel is really a uh, listening audience? Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. I, there's a finger on this video feed pointing to Alien Jason. Um, thank you so much. Uh, for... <laughs> no one can see what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you, my panel, and uh, we'll see you next time. When Rosewood High Schooler Mona falls into a ditch and turns out to be A, can Barry reach out to her and find out the truth? Or will she be lost in the system? Find out on an all-new Barry the Cop, CBS Sundays.